0: Being black in America comes with its challenges. However, we understand that enlightenment through education is the oppressor's worst fear. By bridging the gap between academia and the people, our purpose is to equip you with knowledge that breaks down barriers during your journey towards truth and freedom. Welcome to the Black and Highly Dangerous Podcast.
1: Yeah, Dad. What's going on? What's going on? How's your week, been?
0: Uh, my week was pretty good. I had a little breakthrough with my dissertation writing. I finally know what's happening.
1: <laughs> That's good. So I feel pretty. Good. <laughs> the break those breakthroughs, are, breakthroughs are always good when they happen.
0: Yeah, you know how you're you're writing, like you're getting towards something, but you you you're still trying to figure out the actual story you're trying to mm-hmm, tell. Mm-hmm. You know that happened to me, and I finally figured it out. So hopefully, writing will be much more smooth this this upcoming week. That's
1: good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to keep working and digging until it just all clicks, and then you'll be all good, be all set. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also been you know getting back into running I've run like quite a few miles this week trying to become healthy again so I feel pretty good
1: that's what's up that's what's up yeah I've been I've been starting running this month again um, which has been good it's actually been pretty smooth I haven't been like last time I was running last fall it was like a big struggle Um, but this time it's like I'm starting to feel like my my old self a little bit with my cardio game so that's definitely uh, surprising and 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 I'm happy about that (laughs)
0: Yeah, sometimes it takes a little minute to, you know, get back in it. And I think just being like showing yourself a little grace and be like, OK, because uh, I you know what I tried to do. um What do you call those squats? I tried to squat and I didn't even put the regular 45s like a long time ago when I used to work out. I could put 45 plates on both sides and be good. I didn't even do that. I put 25 on both sides and I was like, oh, you know. Maybe my workout is done for the day. <laughs> After that first set, I couldn't do no more. So trying to show myself a little grace.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got to wait, work your way up to build it back up. You know, that's all it is. So health, health, healthiness, people. So we uh, preaching over here in BHD. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got to stay yes. healthy.
0: But um, how you been?
1: I've been chilling, you know other side other than the health stuff uh start classes this week so when this episode airs i'll be well into my the middle of the week my first week of classes so y'all pray for me trying to get back into the swing of things always those first week or two is always just like all right like kind of you know getting the rust off you know after taking the whole summer off going in between like the winter, I mean, the uh, fall to spring isn't that bad because you only got a couple weeks off. So you get it right in stride. But that whole summer break and then trying to go back teaching is like, oh, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let me let me figure out how to do this once again. But mm-hmm. that's what I'll be doing this week.
0: Well, you know, good luck. I'm sure, you know, the week is going to go well. Your students are going to love you. Um, yeah. Shout out to Ty. Woo. <laughs> Sending you on your way.
1: Uh, on the way, on the way to that tenure. I keep saying that. Yeah, y'all, y'all keep praying for that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. You got to speak it into existence.
1: Yes, yes. I will have tenure.
0: You will have tenure.
1: Twenty Spring 2021. We're going to party, y'all. When that happens, I'm telling you. We gonna yeah.
0: gonna. Yeah, we re- we're going to party. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have like a special B H D event because, I mean... You know the reason that we're able to bring this to you is partly because you know Ty got this PhD, he got all <laughs> that knowledge. Yeah, so we, we know. probably
1: gonna have a couple big celebrations here. Daph getting her PhD.
0: Yes, pray you know, for that. Pray for me that
1: getting a tenure, so <laughs> y'all pray for some big things happening over here, man. Yes, sure, man. big thing things
0: popping. We might have things. to have some,
1: figure out how to have some fun on these episodes when we do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: all right, let's get into some uh, old oh Lord news.
0: All righty, let's get started.
1: Hello and welcome to BHD News, where we give you the most current and eye-opening old oh Lord news of the week. Join us as we present news that'll make you want to say.
0: Okay, so, you know, over the last month or whatever, we've talked about the ASAP Rocky case.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: And, you know, he was finally released and, you know, d- throughout the time that he was being detained, you know, Trump was tweeting about him, you know, said Melania, you know, r- brought it to his attention. Well, according to, I guess, two pastors, Daryl Scott and uh, Kareem Lanier, who are Trump surrogates, you know, they also got involved, you know, they got Trump involved and, you They were speaking with ASAP Rocky's manager and their involvement in the case. um, There was one stipulation, or I don't know if it was a spoken stipulation or unspoken stipulation. But when Rocky got freed, he was supposed to thank Trump. Well, well, not only has he not thanked Trump, but he stopped answering their phone calls and text messages. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Ooh,
0: God. So, you know, I mean, I still I still don't think Ace said Rocky for the people, but I, I will give him credit for pulling the Mariah Carey. I don't know you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yo, I mean, I see why, because if he came out and said that, oh, that's it. His career, oh, yeah. his career taking a big hit. I don't care what he said, because people already questioned him. About his comment, past comment, and then now he coming out saying, you know, I just want to thank Trump, boy. So I mean, I could see why he had to do it. His PR team, there was no way he's gonna survive that one, because um, he barely survived this.
0: Yeah, he really did, because people were going in. But yeah, if he thanked Trump. <laughs> it, it would just be over but i thought it was funny that you know cuz this is what trump actually does to people you know he makes these promises he does and then he will ghost you especially when it comes time for like the payment or the payoff so it's mm-hmm. just funny to see somebody do it to him
1: yeah i bet they mad too like oh my god we did all this and he not answering our phone
0: calls <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious show.
0: hilarious Okay, so this other story is is kind of wacky and kind of scary. So um a lady went to the doctor because uh she you know I guess she felt like she had some water in her ear and it just wouldn't go away. She waited a few days, she was waiting on the water to find and release, but it, it just never went away. So she goes to the doctor. And a medical assistant looks in her ear and guess what's in there?
1: Uh I have no, I don't even want to guess what's in there.
0: A brown recluse spider.
1: Oh
0: hell no,
1: Yo. <laughs> Yo, oh, that's that is wild.
0: Yes, this happened in Missouri. Oh my God. It just like, it's making my skin crawl, even think of I'm thinking about goosebumps. it. So the medical assistant who looked in the air, thank God she didn't tell the woman that it was a spider. She did say like, oh, there's like an insect or something in your ear. Um, But like, for instance, they would have had to sedate me if I went to the doctor and they were like, a spider is in your ear. Oh, my God. You know, luckily it did not bite her or anything because uh, brown recluse spiders are venomous.
1: Yo, that is oh yeah, I would have been freaking out, yo. I'm not even gonna lie. That is wild. How did how would it just get in your ear like that, man?
0: I guess when she was asleep, it just crawled in. Maybe she went camping. I, I don't know. Ah,
1: see that's why I can't be messing that, with no wood, but woods, man. Well <laughs> 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 yeah, that's wild, man. That's that's crazy. I couldn't even imagine what I would do. But yeah, good thing didn't it didn't bite her, especially a poison inspired in your ear.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, I got kind of two, but I'll do this one and then see if you got some more. Um, So a Jamaican man who actually has a green card to the US was detained for 82 days in jail because officials thought that honey he was bringing back was crystal meth. What? Okay. Okay. Yes, the crazy part about this is, uh, twenty days after his arrest, state labs actually tested the substance and figured out it actually was honey. But this happened during like the government shutdown, so he actually ended up being detained for all of those extra days because. the um the arrest like triggered something with his like green card, which meant he ended up being detained all those extra days. And so I guess he's trying to get remedy now. And that's why uh, this story is out.
1: But, you know, that's that's crazy. Like the fact that you just, you got detained for 82 days to so have some damn honey. Um, you know, sometimes I hope he get some kind of like, you know, I guess. Some, some payment, some civil case lawsuit settled or mm-hmm. something, because that's why you, you lost like almost three months of your, your time uh, for some silly, mis- you know, some errors on, on their part.
0: Mm-hmm. He lost his job and now he's like uh, working like bread delivery or something like that. So hopefully there is some remedy because 82 days, you know, from December to March, like December 29th to like March 21st, Um, that's a lot of time and his life was just like kind of turned upside down so Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I had a a story as well Um, you know in the past bunch of episodes we talked about something wild black Mm -hmm. and this current situation is no different than the other. Actually, you know, most people have, you know, said it's something back until like, you know, the 1950s and pre-Civil Rights era, uh, because we have a situation while the police were called because essentially it was staring while black. Uh, case in Michigan. OK, uh, pretty much in Royal Oak, Michigan, a white woman called the police because she said that a black man was looking at her and she felt that it was suspicious. And then the police came and pretty much detained this 20 year old black man named Devin Myers um, as he was walking into a cafe asking him about this situation and she they pretty much said that she's calling us saying you're staring at her so that's why I'm out here.
0: <laughs> serious. Wow. Yes,
1: yeah, so, so he was detained for pretty much not 20 minutes um while they were questioning him about why he was looking at this this white woman. Um so again, you know this And has...
0: what did they, what was the conclusion that they came to?
1: Uh I mean, of course they wind up uh, apologizing. <laughs> 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 Especially once the everything went viral. Apologize because it was it was silly. Um, I think well I'm trying to see if they have but anyway, she pretty much felt uncomfortable that he was looking at her. Uh, I think she actually said he approached the car, which he said he didn't do and all this other kind of stuff. And anyway, she wound up calling the police and they were responsive, you know. And, you know, this people said, this it reminds us of this whole, you know, we talk about situ, past situations like Emmett Till and situations like that. Uh, just some simple minor infractions. Here come the police, uh, to stop these black men, especially when it comes to their white women, so. Still happening in 2019.
0: Don't nobody want you, girl.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Probably was doing something crazy. Or sometimes if, if you were in a, you know, maybe you was in a neighborhood you shouldn't have been in. Who knows? Whatever. People just looking. People just look. It's just natural. Like Yeah. You know, like, who is this? What's going on? What kind of car you're driving? Could be a lot of things. But come I on, you call calling love the police. The people watch. Yeah.
0: It's so <laughs> interesting.
1: Oh, be careful if you're ever in Royal Oaks, Michigan. I know. <laughs> wild black. Excuse me, officer. Uh heard this black woman staring at me. That's <laughs> wild, though.
0: Well, onto some more serious news, especially because this is nearly like hits home for you. Did you hear about the growing water crisis in Newark?
1: Yeah, the um, the uh, lead in the water. They've been talking about it all on the news here. It's actually been going on for a while as well, but it's been getting worse. It hasn't been getting better.
0: Yeah. People have been comparing it to Flint. I I read an article um, that said that the city tested the water in the fall of 2017 um, and that lead was about nine parts per billion. It's supposed to be below 15. So they're like, okay, cool. But then the independent lab tested it 14 months later and it was 27 parts per billion, which is nearly twice the level that it's supposed to be. And in February, um, it was found to be at 76 part per billion, which is five times um, the EPA action level. Um, So yeah, I read that they're starting to hand out water um, and things of that nature.
1: Mm Mhm. They are. Yeah. Water bottles, all that stuff. So it's very similar to the Flint situation, um, but the thing, but yeah, so they've known about it for a while and they like, you know, took s- mild precautions, but it's like, like you just reported, it's only been getting worse and worse. So now it's making even more headlines. Um, and so you people got to be careful with this. And I haven't been to Newark in a couple of weeks yet, but next time I go out there, you know, I'm going to talk to everybody about this, see, see how they're handling it, um, you know, in their day-to-day lives and how it's affecting them and who it's affecting
0: you know, this is, it's so great. Like, I don't even drink tap water anymore in, in just about any city because you just never know, especially living in the Midwest. I feel like there's something with Midwest water. So I don't even drink the water in Peoria. Uh, I don't know. Um I just this this is crazy. You have to be worried about being poisoned by your own government.
1: Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, that that Indiana water was something different. I never drank that water <laughs> when I was out there. That water was like every time you would use it, and, and like the kind of stains it would you leave, and like the dishwashers. Mm-hmm. That was like some super hard. I'm like, y'all not <laughs> purifying this water as you need to.
0: You know, sometimes I would travel. You go away for so many days. You come back. You have to run the water because it, it initially comes out brown.
1: Yeah. I did not trust the Indiana water. So, so yeah, someplace New York. Now I would say New York water, the city water is like, oh, delicious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Massachusetts <laughs> like, got good water, too.
1: Okay. I mean, New York, I know New York, they're like. Because of what can happen if they, if anything goes awry, how many people will affected? affect? So, like, their water system and filtration system is, like, top of the line. And so, every time I drink, like, you know, from their water fountains, it's just, like, like, almost, like, purified, like, bottled, delicious water. So, mm. don't be afraid of that New York water. Okay.
0: <laughs> the, the, I would say that, same at least, I don't know about Boston, but the same thing with Cambridge, Massachusetts. Like, uh, when I was on campus, like, they tested it frequently, and it was like, oh, we have some of the best water in the country. mm mm-hmm. So, yeah that, That's good um, But yeah, just just be careful out here, y'all Because this water be contaminated mm-hmm. Unless you're in somewhere like New York or Massachusetts yeah. And
1: you definitely want to be careful with the kids, too You know, make sure that they are not consuming a lot of this lead As they're still growing and developing and all that stuff
0: mm-hmm. It causes irrevocable damage
1: Yeah, so be careful if you got kids around, for sure
0: Speaking, I guess, of global crisis, the Brazilian fires.
1: Yeah, oh man, you know, this has been a major topic all week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's been um, it says that pretty much the there's been the Brazilian Amazon rainforest has been on fire at pretty much 85 percent higher than normal around this time period. And you've been seeing a lot of images and pictures of like the sky being pitch black, pitch black dark at like 2 PM during the day and smoke covering a lot of land and just covering, you can't even see the sun and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of narratives going around about it. Um, but you know, what, what have you heard about the situation Dad, so far?
0: Um, well, I, I've heard a few things. One, that is something that like the government is actually okay with because they want to clear the lands. Mm-hmm. Um And one of the reasons that I've heard that the lands want to be clear is because uh, Brazil is the world's largest exporter of beef and that they need the land for like beef farming.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I've heard, too. Um, some, yeah, that's like, a, I wouldn't say the conspiracy theories, but it's speculation as far as why this is being caused. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the things, you know, a lot of people are trying to eat less meat, like myself, something I've been on this past year, um, is just that what it does to the environment when there's a, a high demand, then you're going to have people, you know, try to meet that demand and keep making money. And so the thing about beef and stuff like that cows need a lot of land to graze to stay fed and everything like that so you need a lot of like flat kind of clear land and so it actually just just that simple fact alone uh really destroys a lot of the environment because they try to clear land for that and so yes because they're one of the biggest beef producers i can see that fitting the narrative of like oh we need to set things on fire i saw another story too of like Essentially, um, a native tribe just kind of won a lawsuit out there against the oil companies because mm. um, they wanted to, like, you know, pretty much sell their land to dig for oil. And the tribe fought back and they won. And then they said shortly after their land was was caught on fire as well. Um, mm-hmm. So some people are saying that it might be these business purposes of, like, trying to push the natives out of that that space and destroy their land so they can't live there. And then they can go ahead and just take it anyway to dig for oil. Um, so it's a lot of like, you know, and, and they had one of the native women there speaking on it, on camera, talking about it, her native tongue, um, and addressing it. And, and, you know, it's some things like, it makes you raise your eyebrows. Like, Oh, you know, you can't really say that this isn't potentially happening. But I also saw, you know, too, that I want people to know this is that this is something that is normal as well. Um, the fact is that, uh, the local farmers and stuff like this. This time every year Set fires to their land Because they do it To pretty much clear the land And get it ready for farming um, And they always do it During this time of year Because it's the driest time to do it um, So there's always actually A lot of man-made fires that are controlled during this time period so um when i was reading reports majority of the fires that are seen are from that and that's just something that oh, normally wow. happens um as well so that's something that's not being reported as well but they're saying the thing is that they're saying it's 85 percent up so you know it's it's up it's higher than normal it, it normally is um but the thing about it is like these rates are just a little bit higher than they were in 2016 you yeah. know, um, not not much. I think 2016 was like 70,000 uh fires, something like that. And now it's like 75,000. Uh, so last year was really low. But this year, maybe because it was really low last year as well, that this may be cause for the uptick of because it was like lower than it has been in the past eight or s- six or seven years last year. Um, so when it's super low, then maybe next year, oh, we got to farm more land because we didn't do it last year. And so but anyway, majority of the experts are saying these are just man-made, like kind of normal fires for the farmers
0: oh okay it's crazy i know a lot of people or yeah a lot of like european um and other countries are starting to step in and be like if y'all don't get this under control we're about to cut these deals off yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i mean so it's it's we have to tread carefully i mean yes i feel like the, the listening to the narrative some people down there um even the president was saying, like, A, they're doing this, some people are doing this on purpose to, because his uh, administration has been accused of a lot of corruption. And so some people are saying they're doing this to bring world attention to Brazil and the corruption that's going on as well, not just for like the fires and stuff. Then, like you said, other people are changing, saying the narrative like, hey, this is a cause of us eating beef and eating meat. So if we just eat less beef, you know, uh, well, we won't have these kind of issues, so. Who knows? People are trying to fit their narrative, but I just want to throw that out there that this is a normal occurrence every year.
0: Oh, okay. Well, no, that's cool because I didn't know that. And, in, you know, instead of it being a conspiracy to get more beef out there, this might all just be a conspiracy to get us to stop eating beef because they want to you're stop right, eating. You're, right.
1: you're right. It could be a lot of things. So. <laughs>
0: not just honestly. No, no, it's like, okay, look at this narrative. All of us like, okay, I'm going to reduce my meat consumption. I yeah. see y'all activists, <laughs> environmentalists. Uh, everybody
1: <laughs> trying to eat less beef. Eat less Peter. beef. You behind this, Peter? Uh, let's, let's, hop, let's hop on this real quick. You know, so yeah. who knows? But, you know, I think it is something we should keep an eye on because you, because the, one of the major concerns is the, you know, pretty much Brazil, the Amazon rainforest is like the heartbeat of the of the, of our world <laughs> when it comes yeah. to the, you know, um, uh, our, our just how everything works um, ecologically and functions, you know, as far as like CO2 emissions, oxygen producing, all this kind of stuff we Definitely got to protect that because it's just helping us overall.
0: Yeah, they said that Amazon, like, produces, like, uh, 20% of the world's, like, oxygen or something. Yeah. That's a lot.
1: It's a lot. So we can't, we need that oxygen, y'all. So y'all can't be playing with that. Let that joint burn down. That needs to be protected, so. Yeah. Keep our eyes on it.
0: But, you know, what? speaking of beef, have you seen this uh, fast food beef that's been happening <laughs> online yep. all week. The
1: beef about chicken.
0: Yes, the beef about chicken, and I mean Chick Fil A, which cows are their, you know, mascot anyway? Uh, mm-hmm. Chick Fil A versus Popeye. Yeah. What do you
1: think? Yeah.
0: Have you even tried it? I
1: haven't tried it yet because this month I've you know well I haven't been really in meat for the past year, but every now and then you know I'll eat tr- treat myself, but I had decided this month I have no meat at all, so. I haven't tried it yet, but it's a good thing because I've been seeing them long behind lines at Popeye's. So I'm not in no rush to stand in no line. So I don't mind waiting till September.
0: OK, OK. Well, see, I haven't had it partly because, you know, I am on this eat right exercise thing so it just doesn't fit in my meal plan but I also heard like the so they have two versions they have like a regular one and they have like a spicy one and the spicy one comes with like some mayo sauce like spicy mayo I'm not a big mayo fan well I'm not a fan at all like I, I just don't want it. So it's just, I question whether I'll even really like it like that because mm-hmm. I'm not getting the gloriousness that everybody says is related to this sauce. So,
1: mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. People haven't questioned the mayo stuff. I mean, people have said it's good from the reactions, um, but it's like when you look at the uh, calories, it's like 700, 800 calories. Um, it's a lot of calories, oh, wow. and you know, I think, uh, I, think Chick-fil-A, <laughs> I think a Chick Fil A, yeah, I think a Chick Fil A chicken sandwich is like 400 calories. So I mean, it's just essentially like the amount of calories, almost like two two Chick Fil A sandwiches for that one Popeyes. Um, so, so you already know, yeah, it's probably good because it got all the bad stuff in it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this has been a craze, you know, and I think. One of the biggest things um, has been the free advertising that Popeye's has been getting because of this.
0: Mm -hmm. All of this has been word of mouth because I'll be honest, although I did not try it. I looked at multiple videos where people were doing the taste test because they were just so hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... It, it got me into, like, debates with John about, like, could this sandwich really be that good? He's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And I was like, I'm going to go get you one just to prove. Like, I'm like, all these people can't be lying. And so it's just that's how, like, this sparked. It said it got, like, $23 million worth of free advertisement just from the social media hype.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, what was it called? The... Whatever company, Apex Marketing, I guess they tracked those things and they said, yeah, because of the social media, they pretty much got, you said initially 23 million. And I think now it's up to like 40 million.
0: Oh, wow. Dang. Of, of free
1: advertising because of the social media and the mentions. Um, which is just like insane, you know, uh, and it shows like the power of social media, man. <laughs> just like. <laughs>
0: Uh, and media black kidding. and black
1: Twitter man I mean yes. black Twitter was the one that started it
0: it really they really did like I saw like I saw somebody was like you know chick-fil-a is like that uh, an old white lady named Sarah that know how to cook you know she yeah. she don't learn from the black folks so she know how to cook a little bit but uh chick-fil-a sandwich you know Medea made that like, exactly. <laughs> just like these crazy uh, comparisons. You know, I've been seeing like the picture memes. Somebody said that Popeye's was future and Chick fil A was uh Russell, uh you know, Sierra's husband.
1: Oh yeah, Russell the... was well yeah. <laughs> it.
0: Just all types of crazy stuff. So, you know, I will eventually try it.
1: Yeah, I've seen other memes, too, with the chicken. Like, I seen McDonald's post a picture of their chicken. And somebody was like, y'all will be back when y'all broke.
0: Yeah, oh, my God, I saw that.
1: And then what was the one, oh, my God, the one chicken sandwich everybody was just roasting, talking about, look, ashy? I
0: don't know, maybe Wendy's. Because Wendy's tried to get into it.
1: It wasn't Wendy's. It was like um Bojangles. It was Bojangles. They put out their chicken sandwich.
0: (laughs) I actually heard that they little chicken biscuit is fired up
1: uh, I tr- I actually tried it because uh, I never had it and I think one time me and uh, Chris was in the airport and we tried a ch- I tried a Chick-fil-A side by side with the Bojangles <laughs> just to like see what the hype was about and yeah I wasn't the the Bojangles biscuit was a little too dry for me okay, okay. a little too dry for me but the chicken was a little juicier and you know but, uh, but yeah the, the biscuit wasn't popping in my opinion
0: I feel another reason that this is popping is because I feel like people have been trying to find a reason to not go to Chick-fil-A. I I feel like that is it's the one company that people know like they feel guilty about eating it because of like their political stances and because of what they financially support so people still eat it but i think they feel guilty and i feel like people have been looking for somebody to step in to like say i don't have to go to chick-fil-a anymore
1: yeah yeah Yeah, that's probably a part of it man because Chick-fil-A, they, their politics, you know, just makes you, it makes you torn inside. Like, oh my God. And then you go there and their service is great.
0: It's yeah. just like,
1: y'all yeah, need to fix your politics, man. But that's what keeps them, in, that could keep them in business.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say I was somebody that used to eat Chick-fil-A just about every day of the week. And, you know, I, it, it is, it is an, just an occasional thing now. I, I can't honestly say that. And that's that's big for me because I was addicted to Chick Fil A. Like I, I could eat one of those salads every damn day of the week.
1: Yeah, yeah, they got they got good food, man. And they got, they
0: got mac and food. cheese now. I haven't tried oh, they got it.
1: Mac and cheese. Um, yeah, I haven't tried that.
0: Yeah, it's new. Mm. But I haven't been there to try it though, y'all. I made my own Big Mama mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I guess do we want to get on the topic of politics?
1: Yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get some politics. You know, because uh, Sir Sir Trump has been out here bugging lately. Wow! What, <laughs> what else is new? What else is new? I guess one of the first things that came about early last week was his vow, or his—I uh, don't know if it was a vow—but his claim that he was going to abolish birthright citizenship. Um, oh, essentially, essentially yeah. <laughs> Which essentially for those of you who do not know that birthright citizenship stuff is pretty much that if your parents weren't born here, they brought you here, you were born here, even though they were immigrants or undocumented, et cetera, that you would have automatic American citizenship, which is a constitutional right. And Trump mm-hmm. said that he is going to remove that or work to remove that. And he just said it's simply, frankly, ridiculous. Yeah. And he's going to do
0: it through an executive um action.
1: Exe- executive order, executive yeah, action. Yeah, And yeah. again, we talked about this way, way back in the beginning of the podcast when we talked about all the executive orders that he was trying to do. And what y'all need to know is that these executive orders don't really do much. It's pretty much just him signing and saying, this is what I would like to see happen. This is what I approve of. But it is not law. It does not sign it into law. It does not make it happen. And even many experts have come out and said, you know, Trump, you bugging. This ain't happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, his own wife is an immigrant. Like, is this is like ridiculous at this point? It really is. And I, I don't know. I feel like he he try he does these things to like detract from like what's actually going on because, um, in addition to that, it's been a lot going on with the economy. And mm-hmm. him, um, I, I, didn't he say something about, like, because of, like, the tariff situation with China, there's going to be, like, a 5% like, increase on, like, goods, I think, coming from there?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just
0: in time for Christmas.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, in the stock market, I think he made these comments in those tweets, like, it took a plummet. Uh, people were selling a lot of their shares because of the things he was saying.
0: I was about to say, I actually read an article that said that if we have a recession is like Trump's own doing like we did not have to have it. But because of like these trade wars and stuff like that, he is actually pushing us in that direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's getting it's getting wild. I really hope that a lot of these countries are just seeing that an election is around the corner and hopefully they can, like, just, like, hold off a little bit, you know, not <laughs> not go, like, too extreme in response to Trump and at least wait to see if we can get this man out of office, yeah. you know, because because it's a lot of craziness he's doing. And, of course, he's upsetting a lot of people in other countries. And I think that, uh, you know, I feel like if, the, if he gets reelected, oh, this is going to be a wrap because these countries, whoever, like China, other folks are not going to take another four years of his nonsense and then it will literally be a trade war and and tariff wars and all this other kind of stuff but hopefully they can just be a little patient (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's about to be wild if it goes down the way trump trying to make it go down that's the thing like you say he's forcing this yeah it's not even like people are really trying to beef with us it's him poking poking the bear
0: and it's so interesting to me that he's doing this because You know, he's been bragging about the strong economy and his supporters also see the economy as strong, which is a positive for him going into 2020. But yet he's doing this. And um, he actually kind of said, I think, to some, you know, supporters or surrogates, like, you know, if it happens, it'll just be a short one. And it'll be, it's kind of like saying like, it's like necessary. It's kind of like, you know, I don't I don't know. Just kind of like it's unavoidable. We have to do this. You know, I guess stand our ground type of thing. So I don't know. He cried, cried <laughs> and,
1: and then Trump say something <clears throat> about uh, um, some anti-Semitic, some or other. I saw that in the headlines. And, you know, I kind of pissed off a lot of people from the Jewish community as well.
0: Oh, you know what? I know exactly what you're talking about. He said something. It was almost like to the extent that like if they weren't supporting him, that it was like anti-Israel. Yeah, like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. Um, And one of his like little quick talks before he gets on a helicopter or something like that. Most of the time when he says the crazy things. They like catch him. He'd be out there talking wild, but yeah, that's exactly what it was. He was talking about, you know, they're not anti-Israel if they support Democrats. And-
0: yeah, and that, um, you know, cause he's, I guess, he's the biggest, he's the biggest Israel supporter. I don't know.
1: Yeah, this guy Trump. This guy Trump. Oh man, but I mean, I saw a report that uh, from I think I don't know if the guy is at. Harvard or somewhere—I don't know—a uh, psychiatrist um, who's pretty much saying that you know the, the the signs he's seeing of Trump is definitely you know some sign of like mental illness of his like mental state deteriorating, um, and that you know we all need to pay particular attention like the language of his mannerisms is not is not healthy of like a healthy mind. You know, I don't think which surprises anybody, but this past week or so it seems like he is like losing himself.
0: It's something is yeah. going on. I it's it's escalating and it's it's fairly scary. I think there's what the uh twenty fifth uh amendment of the constitution is it related to like fitness for, like, the presidency.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I feel like somebody needs to invoke that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I've seen that on, like, I don't know what show. I've seen that on a show or two before. (laughs) Like, you know, they get the president out because of that, like, unfit for duty kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) somebody does need to do this and have this man sit down with, like, a a psychiatrist and like, yo, can this man handle his job because he is wilding out? And the thing about it, he say these crazy things and then he always comes back and like backtracks, you know? And that's because mm-hmm. his team probably like, yo, but you wilding, we can't do this. So he always comes back and backtracks. So we'll see. He's also been backtracking on his like um, gun control rhetoric after the shootings as well. So,
0: yeah. Not
1: surprising there as well. We don't
0: know. I saw someone online suggest that the best way to uh, get the GOP to initiate gun control legislation is if all the black people go and start buying up fire.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that wouldn't surprise me.
0: That uh, that they would definitely respond with some type of action. I
1: mean, that's, that's when we talked about it before, when we talked about gun control in the podcast, um, is that, you know, initially that was the first steps uh, uh, when the Black Panther Party started getting arms in California and then their government was moving to like, put a lot of gun control measures in, but the NRA stepped in and was like, no, because we're all going to be affected if you do that. Um, yeah. So that scared the hell out of them, and they was definitely about to change a lot of laws. <laughs> <laughs> but the NRA stepped in, and, and it was like, nah, so I mean, I'm sure if the same thing started happening again, black folks just walking around with guns legally, you bet your bottom dollar, people would be like, oh my God, they don't feel safe just staring, of just looking at them, and they definitely won't feel safe with it. With a gun Although the on on black folk
0: with the gun ain't going to be safe either. It is a either, very risky thing for them black are... folk,
1: yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, that only make it more dangerous for us, but yeah, it might get some laws changed. Um, mm. But yeah, I guess on those lines too. Anything else about Trump?
0: Well, I was about to say, supposedly he has a challenger for uh, the GOP like primary, Somebody's challenging him, but oh, really? it's not serious. It's former rep Joe Walsh uh, from Illinois. Mm. I don't. I don't take that seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it would be interesting if the party just as a whole just like you know <laughs> just had other candidates, so Trump actually had yeah. to fight for his position.
0: <laughs> I I think they should do it. I think they're just too afraid to like piss off his. Extreme white right wing base, yeah. But I feel like most of the party is not as right,
1: yeah. They're not as,
0: yeah. So it's just like, but you know what? One thing that I'm becoming afraid of is that you will have Republicans who are conservative, who are. So on a scale of one to seven, with seven being extremely conservative, they're probably like a five or six. I'm afraid that the five and the sixes are going to start silently leaving. And like becoming and running as Democrats and moving the Democratic Party right. So it's kind of like we have the right Democrats and the extreme right Republicans. Yeah, you get what yeah, I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And it'll be essentially two two conservative parties now.
0: <laughs> yeah. But because one is so crazy, yeah. you accept the more normal conservative one. I don't know. That's what I'm starting to get this feeling that that's what's going to happen. I mean, yeah,
1: because you even have a lot of people who are like, thought Bush was the worst thing and be like, hell, you know, I'll I'll vote for a Bush now (laughs) you know, compared to Trump. And so I I see it. I see it happening. I mean, I think you're onto something. I I really think that like, yeah, if like maybe not a George Bush, but somebody else was running that was just my more moderate and reasonable, like. Hell like a jail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> people feel <be> like, <laughs> like, yo, okay, I can see, this. let's get Trump out of here. And, and it won't be as bad, you know, it won't be somebody like a Trump. And even like, yeah, more people, even on the <clears throat> liberal side of things, can swallow and, and not feel, you know, extreme against. So here's yeah, something to keep our eye on for sure. Um, but hopefully, and the scary thing is about <clears throat> how all these politics are set up is like, We have somebody like Trump and we can't even get other Republicans to combat uh, battle him, you know, and it's like if that even if it was like the Democratic Party, would that still be the case? If we had somebody in there who was just like just all over the place, super extreme and really not doing anything, we couldn't even put somebody else to challenge this person in that office. That's kind of scary, too. It's like that's not how the system is supposed to be set up, you know. Uh, yes. we, if somebody if we feel like is not fit, we should be able to get them out of there, out of there, but not have them potentially win another four years.
0: Mm-hmm. Or be afraid of a civil something going on because you know I I think some of his most extreme supporters are out there.
1: They are uh, out there,
0: and over the week, over the last couple of weeks. There have been like multiple mass shootings that have been prevented, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, just because they couldn't keep their mouth shut or something or other. I actually saw it was a little boy, I saw a video. Um, police were recording where they were talking to his mother. Yes, and they were about too. to arrest. Yeah, she's like, "Not, not my baby." You know, he would not do it. He's he's just a teenager. He just says those things. And the cop was like, "Look, he could be the next Parkland shooter. We do not know."
1: Yeah, she was. They were literally reading what he was saying. He was like, "I vow to bring my M15 to school and kill seven people." Like that's literally what he wrote. And she's like, "He wouldn't do that." And the cop was literally reading that in front of her. Like this is exactly. what he said and we got to take this serious now like and that's the thing it's like bruh like you can't be sitting up there as a mom be like he's such a sweetheart he wasn't doing anything but a sweetheart does not write that he's going to bring his m15 to school and kill seven people
0: yeah people don't just joke like that not people um who have all their um I, i don't know who's yeah. People don't just say that just to say it. I, I don't even know who I'm describing, but like normal people don't just say that. And when they were like, well, do you have a gun, ma'am? Y- yes, but he wouldn't. <laughs> oh, stop it.
1: Uh, you know, that is wild. But I am happy that police are taking this more serious and are actually approaching folks and arresting folks for these things. I, I think even just that alone will... Stop them from happening, you know, because now you're caught. We got your eye on you. Your parents are aware of this. Uh, We know your parents. Now your parents can be held responsible because we, you know, made you uh, aware of what your child was saying. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, now it's your duty as a parent to make sure you keep your eye on this person so innocent lives aren't lost. So, yeah, we need more of this kind of enforcement, of proactive enforcement and taking these things seriously when these kids say these things on social media. Um, uh, because that's the thing. It's like they do the shootings and then we go back and see yeah. all the, so, oh, he said this on social media. Oh, he posted, you know, his guns with Trump and he and he wrote this manifesto and like, yo, they put all the signs out there that they're about to shoot up a school or shoot up people. And we mm. just ignored them and no, we can't ignore them anymore. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I I agree. And so good job, law enforcement. Yes, good good job.
1: (laughs) Good job, law enforcement. Uh,
0: We will will give credit when it's due. We
1: will give credit when it's due. Well, I guess it's time to also give credit to the outcome of the uh, 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 Pantaleo case, Um, the Mm. the officer who put Eric Garner in a legal chokehold and he was recently fired by the New York Police Department as a result of the chokehold. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are torn because they're happy that he was fired but he, they also feel that he should have gotten criminal charges in jail time. Um, as yeah.
0: I, it took so long.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's because that union was behind him and you know, they're going to draw it out and use all the resources to fight it as best they could, which they did. You know, pretty much no criminal charges, but they couldn't, you know, the the New York Police Department couldn't fire him until the case was was finished. Um, so that's the reason why he was still technically on the force. But they also took his pension away as well. Um,
0: well, child, people stepped up yes. to uh, fix that problem. Go fund his, me. Yes. Raised nearly a hundred thousand dollars in two days.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's wild, man. I think the goal is one hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. But it's just like where this country is at. Like we're gonna help this man who you who didn't even do his. You're helping a man who didn't even do his job well. Like he was a bad police officer. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he did an illegal chokehold that wasn't part of protocol. He got fired for doing something illegal. Right, it's not like he's this upstanding amazing police officer, but y'all are just so so pro blue that you're still going to give this man money even though his own police department fired him and took away his pension. Believe me, if they felt that he was a good police officer, he did his job, he would have still been on the force and he would have still had his pension. Mm-hmm. But y'all are going ahead and give me y'all man this money who is clearly not the best at his job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, well, it just goes to show you, oh, they are, they are at $150,000 right now. Mm, They keep raising the goal. (sighs) So, you know, I think it was like maybe 50 to begin with. And like, they just keep raising it because now the goal is
1: Mm. (sighs) $250,000. Okay. Well, you know, this is, at least he got fired. At least he's no longer on the force. He doesn't have a pension. Um, but now he's getting $150,000. So. This is wild, man. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, to at least on the on the brighter side of things, as a response to these shootings and things along these lines, but police involved shooting. I don't know if you saw what the California governor did. No, he uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom pretty much signed into law uh, what is known as the Stephen Clark bill. And for those of you who don't remember, Stephen Clark was, I believe he was a teenager or a young man who got shot running from the police in, in his grandmother's backyard where he was also unarmed. Remember that case? Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so now the, you know, there was a big push after this incident happened, you know, by a lot of people in grassroots organizations and it was finally signed into law where now, um, the Stephen Clark bill means that police can only kill. They changed the verbiage in the law where they, it from reasonable, they can use deadly force when it was reasonable to necessary okay so that's been one of the biggest issues when trying to combat these cases legally is that because reasonable is such a broad term right like could be like yo he flinched and that's enough to feel like my life was threatened right Um, but just changing that word to necessary is a big step because now the officers have to prove that it. The lethal force was in fact necessary. It's not long, no longer off just an assumption of, you know, he put his hand in his pocket. But did you see a gun, right? That makes it necessary. But just putting mm-hmm. a hand in his pos- pocket is reasonable. Pulling it out with nothing in his hand is necessary, right? So, so mm-hmm. um, people are applauding this law. Of course, some people are still not happy with it uh, because they still feel like it's some vague. But in the court of law, things like this does d- does matter. Um, it makes it a makes difference. a huge difference. in when we want to prosecute somebody, so you can't just shoot somebody from running if you don't see a gun. So now if an officer shoots somebody that's unarmed, it's going to be very difficult to say that this was necessary, especially if the person wasn't charging them, wasn't attacking them, right? You didn't see a weapon, clearly you didn't find a weapon, so nothing to see. And so it's going to make it difficult, and I think what this does for the law enforcement aspect is now it creates them to have more pause when they're in these interactions, when they can't yeah. just move at the drop of a dime. They actually have to make sure they see something in order for it to actually, for them to use lethal force, so...
0: You know, that's good. And, you know, I think, like you said, this is important when it comes to the courts, because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when juries are given instructions, sometimes those instructions are so, um, I I don't know. They're so narrow around like how things are defined and how they can interpret things. Mm -hmm. And this, I feel like it opens it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Because if you're a jury until reasonable, like I said, like somebody, if you're they'll put you in the eyes of the officer and the and the, prosec- the defense to do that and say, hey, I have a gun pointed to him. He's not listening and he reaches in his pocket. Is that reasonable? Well, yeah, If the broad sense is reasonable because you don't know what that person has. But now mm-hmm. that 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 one term necessary is like, well, you can't say that's necessary to shoot somebody dead if you didn't actually yeah. see something.
0: Yeah, and they also
1: yeah. in the bill have um, e- encourage and expect police to first use de-escalation techniques before using lethal force as well.
0: That's so good. it's also
1: a beautiful thing because if you're all of a sudden if you're shooting someone and in the within this new law. And it goes to court and they show that you did not actually try to de-escalate it before you fired your weapon. You just automatically started firing. Then you can be in a lot of trouble as well. So mm-hmm. it's now just making the police officer do their job the way it's supposed to be done by putting it into law. And they can't use the law just saying, I felt f- frightened or threatened anymore. Uh, you got to show proof now, buddy.
0: Did you see that Phoenix is also trying to uh, or just also recently implemented some reform around police No, officers? I didn't see this what they say. So Phoenix police officers must now document every instance in which they point a gun at a person. Um, and you know, they implemented this because they've been concerned about like aggressive policing tactics. So it's just kind of like, I I think they're hoping that. A officer will think a little bit more carefully now before they draw a gun because every time that happens they have to fill out a form and it will be reviewed by like an official to see like I guess was it necessary mm. um, but anytime a gun is drawn Someone will review the action behind it. Mm,
1: okay, that's good. I mean, I mean, eh, on the one end, it's like the officers have to report it themselves so they can just still pull it and not report it. Uh, but yes, they can be in trouble if somebody else reported that they pulled a gun on them. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like they have to do it, but I feel like some are not going to do it. Uh, so I feel like, you know, there needs to be like some kind of checks and balances where like... You know, in this day and age, I feel like there needs to be something where like we can like if we have an interaction with a police officer, maybe we can just like go on an app or something and report it like badge number mm-hmm. and they can say you know, yes or no. Would you like a write up of the report he wrote? And then you can so then you, they would actually forward it to you or email it to you when it's written, you know, so if there's anything that's quirky or not right or it's just documented period you know so if there is a situation people can go back and track what he or she has been writing and and doing or if it adds up if they've been lying just that little form of accountability i think will just also help something like that be more legitimate too Mm -hmm. just leaving officers to police themselves on this is like yeah it it, it sounds well but you know i could see them pulling guns on folk and then just not (laughs) writing a report on it
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm
1: but i mean it's still good that some acts these actions are moving forward though like in the conversation
0: yeah yeah and it's all because the public we have to make our voices heard we have to let officials know what we want they're supposed to work for us mm-hmm. not the other way mm-hmm.
1: around. they police had too much power way too much and um on, uh, I guess, one of the last things we talked to then with criminal justice, too, is that San Francisco's board has also uh, pr- put forth a proposal to like change the language of, uh, pretty much, criminal justice language, as far as how mm. we label uh, people who involve involved with the criminal justice system. So instead of using words like felon, offender, convict, parolee, they want to change the language that is described as people-first language. Um, so it kind of takes away the objectification and the stigma associated with the language used in the past. So instead of like yeah. felon and offender, they want to say like returning resident or formerly incarcerated person or set a parolee, maybe a person under supervision Um juvenile offender, youth person impacted by the justice system. So they're trying to take away like the words felon and convict now. They say- Yeah, they're,
0: they're stigmatizing. Yeah.
1: Um, in, uh, in a quote from uh, why they said they're doing, they said, language shapes the ideas, perceptions, belief, attitudes, and actions of individuals, societies, and governments. People first language places the individual before the criminal record by using neutral, objective, and uh, non-pejorative language. So that's a it's, it's it's a proposal, it's not passed yet, but it's also good to see that they're even taking those kind of details seriously when it comes to just the language of how and we think of folks who are involved in yeah. the system.
0: Yeah. It this means that like it's, it's a cultural shift that's happening. It's not is not gonna happen swiftly, but when you see little things happening, you know, across the country, hmm Um you you see a cultural shift that's happening, so that's good.
1: Yep. So yeah, San Francisco, California, overall, it looks like they are doing some good things out there for the system and, and for and protecting people from police and you know so. California might become a little safer place for Black folk when it comes to the criminal justice system.
0: Maybe so, <laughs> if they can just afford
1: to live. Yeah, man. exactly. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but but glad to see all this change is changes happening. Anything else on the on the docket we want to talk about?
0: I no, we I, I feel like we we, we cover quite a bit. All right, we quite all a right.
1: Bit. well, this is our. 85th episode, we 15 episodes away from 100. Dad, what are we gonna do on 100th episode? Oh
0: my goodness, <laughs> Boy, it's good. It gotta be. Lit. Yeah, we gotta
1: figure. We gotta think about this. Any negative? We got three months or so, I guess. Right yeah. about that, three and a half to think about what we will do we'll think about it. if y'all got suggestions too shoot it our way um,
0: yeah tell us what, you, what y'all what you think about like a greatest moments like reflective Ooh, things like give us some too. ideas that's a good
1: one too yeah yeah that. give us give us some ideas yeah we'll think about things and then uh, see what we want to do but we got hundred episodes we got to celebrate that hundred yes. episodes without missing a week oh man
0: and y'all, you guys do not understand the work that goes into making sure that we do not miss oh, a week, yeah. but we love it.
1: Yeah, so. we're dedicated to this and, and you know, and I like that having that, you know, not missing a week, working towards that and making sure y'all get something from us each week. And so keep it up and and we should appreciate all y'all support. Um, and, and as a reminder, this is, you know, next week. We're going back to the interviews, so we got a mm-hmm. good slate of interviews lined up for the for the fall, really, but definitely for the September. And uh, you know, we'll break that news next week's episode. So make sure you're tuning in with our first episode of next week. And it's it's there's pretty big guests we got on coming on next week. So be ready to tune in for that. And it was fun to talk to them. Um, yes. Other than that, go ahead and, uh, if you haven't yet, follow us on social media at BHD Podcast. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also visit our website, blackandhighlydangerous.com to keep up with all our latest content email us, bhdpodcast at gmail.com with any ideas, especially some ideas and suggestions for what we should do for our 100th episode, because we're we're nearing that, 15 episodes away, so let's have some fun with that. Tell us what we can do. And then after you go ahead, email us, go ahead rate and review us if you haven't did that yet on iTunes, because that really 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 helps us out. And after you review and rate us, go ahead and share us with your friends share us with your family, share us with your enemies and as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear.
0: If you're interested in continuing this and other conversations, visit our website, com to subscribe to our email list, suggest topics, and participate in our discussion forums.
1: Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BHDPodcast. And please don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on your favorite platform. And as always, continue to be the oppressor's worst fear.